son is given. And, and we haven't really focused on that, have we? But we have dealt with, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And those things we've gone sort of straight from the birth of Jesus, missed out 30 years in this prophecy, and we end up looking at his teaching, his ability, his counsel to people on how to live an abundant life. He said, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. Isn't that wonderful? Come to push us down. He didn't come to, to get mad at us and beat up on us. And that's not why Jesus came. And so uh, we need to listen to his counsel. A mighty God. He's not just a God who is uh, simple. And, you know, he, he just has nice thoughts. He has real power. And we've seen that he has power to cast out demons. He has power to raise the dead. He has power to heal the sick. He has power to transform lives from the inside out. He has power to change people's minds. He's, he's a powerful, mighty, mighty God his hands stretched out and enemies cannot overcome him. He conquers sin, he conquers death, he conquers all the things that would keep us from coming to know the Father. And that's interesting when you take a look at the everlasting Father, he's not an everlasting grandfather, he's not an old man with a long beard sitting up in some North Pole with a paunch in his stomach, you know, saying ho, ho, ho. He is a father who knows how to be a father to the fatherless. He knows how to be a husband to the widow. He knows how to uh, communicate love that is sustaining. He can communicate to us. He's an everlasting father. From generation to generation, he's the same. He never changes. What an amazing father he is. And then we get to his administration and his government. <laughs> He's the Prince of Peace. Isn't it interesting the angels announced when he was coming? What did they say? <laughs> and peace on earth. That was the thing that they announced, that there was going to be peace where there's so much trouble and upset. He's the one who brings peace to our hearts and peace with the Father. Uh, what an incredible prophecy when you think about it. How does this guy know? How does Isaiah know this? And then the thing that throws me, and I'm sitting here trying to figure out words to describe, and, and I don't think I got the words. I, I think I'm just really unable to communicate what I see in this verse. But it says, a child is born. Now we know something about childbirth. At least not that we have five kids. <laughs> Jen's been to most of the grandkids' births, too, when we could. We went there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know I've told this, but, you know, when Naomi was born, I was so excited when she was born. And I'm holding her in my hands, and, and she peed all over me. I mean, <laughs> and I didn't care. It was great, you know. And I turned to Jan, who's just gone through all this terrible experience. I said, this is so wonderful. Let's do this again. <laughs> and we did. 
<laughs> but but the, the whole focus of this, a child being born, is rather unique. Rather unique. I got to tell you this story. Uh, Rebecca, who's our youngest daughter, her father-in-law is a fireman and chief of the fire department. And he gets called out this one night. I don't remember the story very well, but he gets called out this one night to this <laughs> rather large lady <laughs> who's having trouble and she's in terrible pain. And, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he looks at her and says, well, you're having a baby. And she goes, having a baby? How can I have a baby? I've never been with a man. <laughs> and he yells to his, to his buddies, he says, <laughs> <laughs> We've got another one here, <laughs> another virgin birth coming. <laughs> anyway, I, the, the funny things that happen in this world, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. But this particular one is fascinating. I'm going to read that to you. I've, I've got it right here so that you can read along with me. And I put it the King James Version up there so that it, it gives us a, a little bit of tradition, a little feeling of tradition, okay? And the angel came in to her, this is to Mary, as it is in Luke's gospel, and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast her mind. What manner of salutation that should be. I mean, I'm, what kind of greeting is that? <laughs> you know, here she is, this young girl, and suddenly an angel shows up and says, you're, you're favored amongst women. You're special. <laughs> she goes, what is that? And the angel said to her, fear not. I guess maybe she was a little bit afraid when she saw the angel. I, we might be afraid, too, if you happen to see an angel this morning. Anybody see an angel this morning? Um, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Interesting, he addresses her, knows her name. So this angel who's, who just shows up is comforting her by being very personal. And then he goes on, For you found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now, if we had read what Isaiah had prophesied and continued beyond verse 6 to verse 7, we would have seen that in verse 7, this is what uh, what he writes there. Um, it's basically the same thing. I can, here we go. The end of the verse is, There shall be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom. That's Isaiah 9, verse 7. And now the angel is basically saying the same thing to this little girl, maybe she's 16, she's sitting there or standing there in awe of this angel who is towering over her, 
the angel Gabriel who's come to visit her and he's telling her you're going to be pregnant you're going to have a child and he's going to be the king of all kings he's going to be the son of God and he's going to have an eternal kingdom it's not going to quit <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there going uh, I'd probably say the same thing that she did then Mary said to the angel how shall this be we just sang that. I asked Diana to play that this morning. Amazing love, how can it be? How can it be? The question is a real question. How can it be? And she says, being that I haven't known a man, how is this going to happen? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit of the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now it's not just Isaiah 750 years ago. Now it's this little girl that's going to have to either agree to this or not. She's either going to have to say, uh, okay. <laughs> Actually what she does say, she says, let it be unto me according to your word. She comes and is opening up her life without the slightest idea of how this is going to happen. Isn't that incredible? This little girl sitting there in the, and she's being told the most amazing, incredible, that's not a very good word to use, is it? Incredible? No, not really. It's not, it is be believable. Incredible means it's not believable believable thing, the most amazingly believable thing that you're going to have a child who's going to be the son of God, who's going to establish a kingdom and he's going to sit on the throne of his father David who happened to live 1500 years before and the thing is he's going to establish his kingdom forever it's going to last, it's going to cover every soul in every country in every nation every generation Imagine being 16 years old and look at this guy. You say, you're nuts. <laughs> or do you respond with faith that says, I don't know how that's going to happen, but here I am. I I'm seeing something absolutely incredible. Now, we know that the birth is normal and is human. But the question is, how did she become pregnant? And I don't have any words to explain it. <laughs> I know that the word of God is compared to seeds. And maybe when the angel is speaking, the seed is implanted in her by the power of the Spirit. What's it like? when the Holy Spirit overshadows you? What's it like? What's the experience that happens when the power of the highest comes on you? See, you see, when, when we look at this whole focus of who this Jesus is and the everlasting Father, you may remember 
that the way in which we know him as our father is when we are born again of the spirit of God when the spirit of God comes to dwell within us how does it happen how can it be that God wants to come and live in, in you and me how can it be what an incredible thing that the Most High is going to come and overshadow us with his power and impart his life, the same spirit that Diana sang about that raised him from the dead is going to come and dwell and live inside of people like you and me who are so sinful. Wait a minute. See, the birth it seems like it's so human. You and I, we're just human. I mean, you know, we think we're more human than you and I, and it doesn't, you know, we, we, that's who we are. We're human. And yet, in the same way that Mary says, let it be unto me according to your word, isn't that something that we have to say too? Jesus, you want to come live inside of me? Then have at it. birth is something that happens on the inside of us in the same way that conception happened inside of Mary. She carried the Son of God in her womb, gave birth to him, and he lived amongst us. And we beheld his glory glory is the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth that's Jesus and when we behold Jesus in this way how can it be <laughs> and then the one who knew no sin, who becomes sin for us to take the punishment that was deemed for us and nails it to a cross. Wait a minute, how can that be? The, the question is serious. How can it be that he takes my sin sin of everyone who will confess away remove it from us as far as the east is from the west and fill us with his life instead how can it be I haven't got an answer <laughs> I'm sorry I can give you a theological answer well he comes by his spirit and he <laughs> but I mean seriously this is not something, this is a mystery far greater than words can express. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Maybe you, you're a better wordsmith than I am. There are other wordsmiths out there, and I listen to them, and they're quite astonishing. But the truth is this. The child is born. 
is the Son of God. And he becomes the gift that the Father gives for others. See, the, the whole focus of this verse that we are looking at is for to us. That's how it starts off. This isn't because God has some big ego that has to be appeased. He, he's doing this for us. He is coming to save us from sin, from death, from the devil, from sickness, from mourning from grief. He's coming to save us. He is the Savior of the world. He has come for us. And he's given as the gift of life. By paying the price same child that is born. I understand birth anyway. I don't understand the conception. I understand the birth. But this conception is, is, is quite astonishing, really. The son, I can understand. The son of God becomes more difficult. And family, I understand. more difficult because it encompasses such variety and diversity and difference. And yet, everywhere I've been in the world and seen people come to know Jesus, they become part of that family. Their sins become forgiven. They call the father Abba, Daddy. They, they, they come to know the same Jesus. They receive the same spirit that I received. And I'm sitting there going, how can that be? They're nothing like me, except in sin. But it's just that they lived out their sin in a completely different way, a completely different language, a completely different culture. A complete, you know, and yet they know the same Jesus. day I woke up to that <laughs> here was somebody that I couldn't speak their language I, I went I went on board a Korean ship once in uh, Baltimore and uh, met the sailors and they uh, they couldn't speak any English and I couldn't speak any Korean and I had this little track in Korean and uh, so I I found I looked in the, the track and I found 316. So I, I pointed to that, and they read it. And I, I just figured, well, it must be John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then I found a 6.23. I thought, well, yeah, re read that. You know, And 3.23. I said, read that. You know what those are. There is none righteous, no, not one. <laughs> the wages of sin is death. 
But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> then I found a, a 320. You know what that one is, don't you? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and sup with him and he with me. <laughs> and after they read all these Bible verses <laughs> in their own language, I sort of went, you pray, Jesus, ask in. <laughs> and they went, yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, it's amazing what God can do. <laughs> Even without the ability to communicate in their own language. It's just, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, we serve this amazing God. How can it be that he does these things? You see, the, the, the message is difficult, yes. Why? Because <laughs> I got to own up to my sin. That's not easy not easy when Jesus says you have to take up your cross daily and follow me. No, that's not easy. No. On the other hand, it's amazingly easy. It really is. I mean, it's like, Father, forgive me. And he says, okay. <laughs> Gone. That's easy. You overcome that, that step of being insecure and step of, of to be humble, you overcome that step of pride, you overcome the need that you have to express that you really need God and you need a Savior. Then it's easy. Then Jesus says, well, my yoke is easy. <laughs> my burden is light. <laughs> you want to know about heavy burdens? Look at the one you're carrying right now. But if you come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest, free gift. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> it's so easy. I'm sitting there going, this is, it's like a child is born, but the son is given. And it's all the same person. And I sit there and I'm this and how it can be in my life and in your life and in your neighbor's lives and in the rest of your family those that are struggling round about us I'd like to know how can it be how can it be that God would pour out revival in West Pendleton I'd like to know how can it be that God will encounter and deliver people from sin? How can it be that God will come and dwell within people that we think are too evil to be saved? How can it be that God would open the hearts and minds of people around us? I want to believe. I want to say, Lord, here we are. Use us. Send us next door, around the corner. How can it be that my home will become a sanctuary and oasis of love and comfort for the people who are in desperate need round about us. How can it be that I am an ambassador of the King of Kings? I don't know, but I want to see it happen. I want to say, Lord, let our 
faith rise up and say, let it be unto me according to your word. If your word calls me an ambassador, send me. If your word says that I am holy, Lord, use me. Lord, if your word says that I am saved, I believe. I believe. Don't let me walk in the darkness any longer. Let me walk in the light. Our response, of course, would be kind of amazing, wouldn't it? And so 